This is Drinking with the Gnome. On this week's episode, we are back at Garrigan. We're sitting down again with Jeff and Eric. We're talking about what's going on with them in the future. What are some of the products that they're working on that you can see in hopefully the near future from uh, this fantastic brewery, distillery, uh, kitchen. They're doing so much there that it's kind of hard to classify them into one uh, category. So We also dove into a bottle of their Emerge Gin, which is their more traditional of their gins. It uses spicebush berries, which I'll be honest, I didn't know what they were. I'm still not sure if you threw a handful of spice bush berries. I, mean, I, w- I would know that's what they were, but uh, we drank some and it was fantastic. And we talk about that a little bit. Uh, Jeff and Eric, again, thank you. Drinking with the gnome. I love plum. You guys should make your own bitters is what you should do. We actually do. Uh, we're we're working on a whole slew of stuff. Um, we have <laughs> yes, like, I see that. <laughs> we have uh, we have four liqueurs that we're looking at potentially bottling. Oh, you um, got to give me a little more on that. So, <laughs> um, like a like an orange, an orange curacao that's like a replacement for triple sec. Um, we are working on kind of like an apérol campari bitter liqueur um or not liqueur but um and then something with almonds for like an orzat kind of tiki thing uh that's not on the list right now but um we we have uh kind of a cream that we make with uh sugar that's pretty awesome uh delicious um <laughs> so like a like a rum cream kind of like a it's like a like a bailey's almost but right. made with rum um i just tried um boone county's bourbon cream for the first time we were, we were camping a couple weekends ago my god it was like i that's really good i'm okay not like hunting down the buffalo trace bourbon cream anymore i can just go to that it was really good what's the, what's the fourth one? Oh, uh we're doing a flower liqueur, kind of like a Saint Germain type of thing. Interesting. Um, and because you don't see that one a lot, yeah. and we, we we don't see liqueurs a lot, like locally. Made. Locally, no, but I mean, even in mixed drinks and whatnot, you know, there's not a lot of. We've been looking at some local flowers bad. too to oh, produce that. With. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, trying to be like, as local as possible with some of these kind of creations. Yeah, utilize Ohio botanicals or, uh, you know. Like for instance, we're drinking Emerge now, which mm-hmm. is uh, we use Spice Bush from Ohio. Yeah. What is Spice Bush? What, what is it? It's kind of is like it a literally a just like a bush with like <laughs> some kind of like <laughs> spicy on berries it, yeah. or something? No, it's it's a, it. That's literally what it is. I mean, it it has a peppercorn on it, but the peppercorn is a little more potpourri esque, mm-hmm. so it has a more floral component to it, um, and it definitely comes through and. And this, I, this, this has an excellent nose to it. Um, the, the other thing that you'll get out of this is a lot of uh, star, star anise. So, so this is your more traditional of your two gins, right? Yep. Um, and I, I like that you guys launched with two gins, you know, kind of that, that traditional side versus the kind of more, I don't know if modern is oh. the right word to use, but more yeah, modern kind of. You get that anise a lot. Yep. 
yeah both and, sides of my tongue are just coated and and i think people so i mean this is traditional because it has a lot of juniper but mm-hmm. that anise is a big component too and that's yeah. that's oh, yeah. that's a little bit non uh, anise is used in a lot of gins but it's maybe not quite as uh, forward, forward as what we're doing yeah it's, um, it's nice it's it's still kind of like it's still got some fruitiness to it though yeah yeah that that's that's a gin i want to yeah, make and there's with. the there's the anise Oh yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that that's a gin I want to mix mix some stuff up with. It's pretty layered. Sure. We we yeah. we use cucumber in it. We use cilantro. We use lemon and lime. Um, it's <laughs> well, um, what's fun to me is like as as I've you know I'm not as it's sitting on my tongue and like that that flavor is lingering as you're listing things off like they pop <laughs> like as you say them like you can get all the different flavors. That's fun. <laughs> it's pretty cool during the uh, distillation process too because. Um, the different flavors will, will come through at different parts of the distillation run. So in the very beginning, you'll get a lot of the green flavors. So the, the cucumber, um, we have rosemary in there, um, the cilantro, some lime notes, like a lot of those will come through in the very beginning. And then the deeper notes, like the anise, the juniper berries, the spice bush will come through on the end. So if you taste the, the run throughout the process, It'll be completely different from the beginning to the end. It's oh, yeah, cool. so I get a hint of spice bush. <laughs> no idea what spice bush. <laughs> no, the, like, I actually, I, I think I can get the spice bush. I think it actually kind of governs the star anise a little bit. That it kind of pulls it back from being over the top licorice, and then you get a bit of like pepperiness out of that. And I think that's what the spice bush is. Am I right? Yeah, it's. It's delicious, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, so uh, on the distilling side with gin, I've heard lots of different ways of making gin. You've got, you know, kind of the method where you just kind of steep things in your 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 base before it kind of gets dis- redistilled. Then there's like a basket kind of thing where you put there and the vapors go through it and stuff. Are you guys using kind of a combination of different things for different yep. botanicals and... Um, yeah, we uh, so the same guy that did the uh, hop tonic. I mean, his job is to distill flavors out, and we consulted with him. We were like, "What should we do for this?" And he actually makes a lot of. He's made a lot of different gins in the past, and he was like, "Try this combination." We tried it, and it was like spot on from the because like out of the cape with with something like gin, or you know, we we talked to did we talk to March first on the air about absinthe or. Was that off the air? Anyway, yep, March March sure versus <laughs> making absinthe. <laughs> and, Cats and out of the bag. We were talking kind We're, of about the botanical side of things and how you how you narrow all of these different flavors down into one end result and like how you how you how you figure out that that final kind of mix of all of that different stuff and do you just kind of distill a bunch of single things and then kind of blend them together? Do you like how does that work? And like I like, there's so many flavors happening in here. I don't know how you, know how you come up with that 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 right mix of things that is perfect, and how you're satisfied with it without just always kind of playing around. With yeah, it. I I think it's a lot of research. I mean, sitting down, chatting over the ingredient base. I mean, talking to people that are experienced, and then how much trial and error went into it. Zero. One. one. <laughs> you only got one shot. No, we, you know, we came up with the base recipe, 
um, which is uh, barley and corn, which is what we use in our uh, base vodka. And then our base vodka is initially double distilled uh, through our pot and both our columns. And then when we, we run a third distillation for the gin, and that's when we add all the botanicals and everything into the gin basket, into the pot. So, you know, we, we pretty much came up with the base recipe and then had our emerge recipe and just ran it. And okay. we were happy with it, so. We definitely played around with different batch sizes. Um, we kind of found yeah. that, like, uh, the bigger the batch size, we didn't get as much utilization on the botanicals. Um, so we kind of found a sweet spot on, on kind of the proof that we wanted to still at and then uh, the volume. And that's... It's just straight up delicious. Like I, I, I don't even want to make a cocktail out of it. I just want to no, drink it like that. That's no, perfect. That's, and, that's yeah. often what we find ourselves doing. I mean, yeah. but at the same time, Chris makes, Chris and all of our staff. I mean, we have, they make phenomenal cocktails. So I drink a lot of this too. Yeah. So you know, yeah, and, and I definitely because of the different flavors that are in there, and you know, my bar background, I want to mix just because I want to see what I can pull out of the gin. You yeah. Know? Well, and it's it's fun with a place like this to think about what you could do with the beer side of things or whatever it is with these spirits on hand, like, you know, to pull things out of beers that you wouldn't get otherwise, mm-hmm. which is probably a whole other show in itself to play around with. But. We we did for the uh, VIP section of the Cincy Beer Fest, we did a, we call it a Randy, like a Rattler Shandy. Um, so we took our... Uh, did you say that was Cincinnati's first Randy? <laughs> I guess it depends on your perspective. But. I don't know if it was the first, but it was the it's best. Not the first Randy. <laughs> Wooden Cask would argue that it's the first Cincinnati Randy. He's Kansan. Forget him. He's Kansan. But it was our it was our Pilsner, our Key Lime Soda, mixed with uh, was it base? base. Yeah. Yep. I was like, I couldn't remember if it was base or blaze. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was kind of a. It was a. It was actually really fun to be a part of uh, Cincy Beer Fest, and we we brought our pilsner, and then we brought uh, basically our sparkling spirits. So it was kind of like a firsthand experience. We were we just got going, and it was kind of fun to see everybody's, you know. <laughs> no, They're like, it, you're. A, what are you doing? Are uh-huh. you a distillery? Are you a brewery? Are you? What no, is this? I, you know? I'm laughing because a friend of mine came up to me, and, and he's, you know, he's a beer guy, whatever, and we've gone. Beer fest last three, four years together, whatever it is. And he's like, "What the hell? This isn't beer. <laughs> like, doesn't matter. Just drink it, man. Just try it. See if you like it." <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's on. Untapped. It's not about a category. It's about <laughs> it's, a flavor. I know. He, <laughs> and but, yeah. but untapped is the problem because he's one of those like, "Is it on untapped? And can I get a badge for it? That kind of stuff." So and after he couldn't, he couldn't that, unlock his sparkling spirit badge, right? And so he's looking at that, like, you know, I mean. Uh, Literally, I've got my hands on my head, and that's kind of how he was. He's he's that kind of guy. He's like, "What the hell? This isn't beer. Like, doesn't matter. Is it good?" Yeah. So it was fun because a lot of people too were beard out and they wanted something different. Yeah. You know, I mean, we love beer too, but you know, yeah. yeah well, it, you know, it's it's similar in the same vein of that. The first year that Jungle Gems did their barrel aged beer bash, it was a whole bunch of like these big, you know, imperial stouts thrown in barrels forever, and then there were just like two or three booths that had sour barrel aged something or other and they were the best beers of the night for me because you get so burnt out on the same thing and the same thing and your palate gets so used to this similar flavor profile and then you have that and just 
all of a sudden it, like it lights up and it's like something different and something that stands out and I feel like um, it's those outliers too that like when you introduce somebody to a bourbon barrel beer for the first time they're like holy shit like how did how did how have I not had this before this is amazing and then same thing with sours and you know just other flavors where you're like, there's an entire other world out there you have not explored yet and you can find all these new things to to try yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like locally here, like Rheingeist, the uh, Margarita Monday, love it. Yes. There's there's a lot of really so with flavor and taste in general, like that's kind of what gives you guys an advantage over other places. Mm-hmm. Is that you know you can you can push really hard as a drinker on 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 one thing and be all into it. And then the second you try that other thing, it, you know, blows your taste buds out of the water and you can get into that and then drift over to the next thing when you're, you know, you kind of get burnt out on that. And you can just, you can just stay on this wheel here of of tasting (laughs) and experiencing. It is a a wheel. There is, there is so much going on. You're a Game of Thrones guy, right? Yeah, well. Yeah, they came to break the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a whole conversation there, too. Um, I won't sing my Game of Thrones theme song because um, we didn't. We, I created we, we came to break the wheel, and hopefully, we'll have a better ending. Yeah. I'm still torn on it. I uh, be hard not to. <laughs> no, but it's something. It's just fun, and you know, like I maybe mean, there is something to be said. Like everybody's like, well, you can't be everything to everybody but i don't think we're really trying to be you know we're kind of distilling down you know kind of the flavors and the angles we're going at you can't be everything to everybody but you can be something to everybody and i feel like as a lot of the places around town kind of and this is coming more from a like a beer perspective as places pop up and places exist like there are places that you can walk into with you know pick three random friends somebody's not going to be happy because of mm-hmm. whatever. And you can create places that make everybody okay with being there. And this is a perfect example of how you can do that. And, you know, maybe everybody doesn't have to be, this, you know, but there are ways to do it, to create an atmosphere and to create flavors that um, do run the gamut enough to, uh, to please every palate. Yeah, and I, I think that um, to that point, like, every company in, is set up by different people, you know? And so kind of the impetus with this is Jeff and I and other partners, like, we're flavor-forward people. We're we're brewers, distillers, you know, we, we started this as... The creative side. Right, on the creative side to, to drive that. It wasn't that we saw, like, an opening in the marketplace and we were, okay, how do we jump into that marketplace? It yeah, was, we're, we didn't want to say, what's the trend, how do we fit in this like we just wanted to create does that make things chasing the trend does it make things easier that way or does it make things harder sometimes because like i feel like both (laughs) you 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 put you know a group like that around a table and everybody's gonna want something a little bit different and that is good but i can imagine that some of those conversations can get a little more towards the other side where 
you want more focus here, more focus here. There's there's a lot of places that time and money could be. Yeah, and I, I think that's a struggle in general is where do you put your time and energy and resources, especially as a startup with limited capital and how are you, you know, how are you going to make the next paycheck? You know, you, you're a startup company. It's not like you have millions of dollars behind you. You're, it, I mean, some people come in and see the grandeur and they're like, oh, you know, they're fine. And it's like, well, <laughs> no, 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 here it all is. <laughs> you know, may, maybe some of the very established companies are, are fine, but. You know, even I don't even a, I don't even know that that's the case though. It's, yeah, it's even a, even a Budweiser that's losing share, they're they're concerned. They they want to figure out how to make it, and so everybody's in that boat. Of even if you're, you know, an established company, you you're you're figuring it out, and and so that that goes with where where do you put the focus on your products, and which pro- products do you push forward, and yeah, it's a constant conversation. It's it's a fun conversation. I would though. love to be a fly on the wall <laughs> during those conversations just to watch. <laughs> well, a lot of it too. Like we go back to the sparkling spirits. Is like people don't. It's like what is that? So right. That's the opportunity, and the, and the challenge to explain what that is. But like, I don't know that I could explain what that is to somebody. I feel like I would have to ha- just like my response right now would just be to go grab it and pour it for them and hand it to them. Like you can't do that. And like, yeah, you have to somehow explain this before this product even exists. Like that's so hence I mean, the challenge. The, the hope is that down the road people say, well, it's like a Karakin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, I, 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 I think that's going to 100% be the case. Yeah. I, I, I'm impressed with the variety and the the depth of your what do you and call it portfolio catalog yeah. menu how do you want to phrase it and and it's all about I mean I hate to use the word flavor a trillion times during this eh. whole thing but it it it's purpose driven like we're we're not just uh, we're not just here like I said to follow the trends or whatever like we we're exploring flavors and we're very driven to find the way to make something that we want to drink. Like the blaze, like I, I prefer our blaze over a lot of tequilas. And I mean, same thing you want to do with any beverage. You want to make something you want to drink. And that's kind of a, that's a fun place to be is actually creating something that is for yourself kind of (laughs) versus chasing a trend making a podcast that's, you want to listen to well that's and that's but with the podcast it's very easy because you know the, the podcast can exist regardless of what you know we don't have a sponsor right now that's okay like we don't need a sponsor right now to make this happen yeah, so fuck this you, place Kroger. this place has to <laughs> this place still has to sell something like you yeah. know things have to be going out the door and have to be going down people's throats to to, to make this place keep existing like that's hard you make it sound so violent <laughs> i mean <laughs> Cramming it down your throat. You're <laughs> but it, taking it, it. It is very different to somebody like me that's that's making a podcast that can exist one way or another. Well, I, I think the point more is you're producing something you want to consume. But you and have to believe that other people feel the same way you do. And when you're creating Shifu, that's a that's a that's a gamble. Like that that people are going to drink Shifu <laughs> in Cincinnati. Like that's and, uh, and that's, I that's love the it. other thing, like, too. I mean, a lot of craft distilleries, they 
they have a wide network of distribution, and we're Cincinnati. That's yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're looking at outside markets. The thing but. about the Shifu, though, is I'm looking at that, and I'm like, nobody else is doing that. It doesn't have to catch fire. It doesn't have to be in every state. It doesn't have to be in six states in the next three months, anything like that. But just the fact that you can come with that and offer that, you've got something that nobody else does, and it sets you apart which helps with other things, I would think. But also, with the market today, we talk about this with beer all the time. People chase the latest, newest, whatever, and people haven't had this. And and my reaction to it was, you know, ooh, cool, something new, something I haven't tried. (laughs) So, and, And I'm a fairly typical, I think, consumer. So just that alone is, to me, a huge win. And it's delicious. And it's delicious. <laughs> um, are we talking about this one in a recorded form? Yeah. Because yeah, we just poured a... Uh, I like it. A, a Baijiu straight from China. I just brought it back. Um, you this act- one you don't know the name of? It's I'm, green. Uh, it's in a, a green <laughs> ceramic I'm, I can do some Googling and maybe in, figure out a name. <laughs> I, I have the box downstairs. I think it's all in Chinese. Um but the, there's a bottle inside a bottle, and Where, where's the Chinese shifu? At? There, there was like a there's this ceramic top top to it. And we're like, how do we even drink this thing? You actually have to physically break the top off this <laughs> bottle, and then extract the cork out of it in, in order to drink it. And it's it's one of the more mild baijus over there, but it still has a funkiness and a bite to it that. Well, what I thought was fun is that aroma, like it's not, it's not, it's not too funky and like, it's not funky. It's not 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 funky at all when you smell it, but then like as soon as you taste it, like it just hits you on this other side. It's like mustiness. It's like I like it. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. It's like it's like the farmhouse liquor, you know. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, you don't look like you're enjoying it. No, I'm, I'm thinking we should put the genie back in the bottle on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about Shifu, though? I, yeah, honest to God, well, we, I liked yours a lot better. <laughs> well, we kind of had a moment of that because, you know, Jeff was like, I think we should do this by Joe. It's really popular in China, and it's the most popular liquor in the world. What's this all about? So, you know, we couldn't get any locally, so Jeff bought some and you know, had it shipped in, and we all were like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, is this really the, even? An, why like, the hell are we going to do this? Yeah, are we, you know, and that's those moments though we we're talking about. It's like, are we crazy or is everybody else crazy? You know, yeah. do we do this? Is it not? You know, you just have to ask. You know, and sometimes um, you go for it. Is there any talk of uh, barrel aging any shifu? Because uh, I'm, I'm fairly confident in saying that has never happened. I'm um, I'm pretty confident. There's there's some aged baijiu out there but i think it's just aged because it's sat in a pot for a hundred years or whatever it is not because it was put into barrels yeah. barreling is not a thing in china right so yeah i think that barrel aging would be a, a first for a bajo so is there discussion of that there has been <laughs> you have to sign the non-disclosure <laughs> after the that's pot. so freaking mystic though man it's like we can just bleep it all up. Beep, beep, beep. No, I, I can totally see this. Like, somebody's bringing their son in and going, you're going to watch this, but you're never going to drink it. And your son is going to watch this, and he's never going to drink it. His son might drink it. and I mean, but I could see it. You know? Yeah. 
And and over here we're like, no, now, damn it, now. Yeah. I want it yesterday. It's just it's it, the idea of being able to do something different is let alone in the in the beer world, you talk about the spirits world where things being no, distilled. Like, no, I'm, like I'm giving a bottle of this to my nephew for Christmas. He's five. He's like, you're <laughs> never gonna drink this. Your son is never gonna drink this. Your grandson maybe. <laughs> see how it see how it ages. That's the beautiful thing with spirits. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't gonna go bad. You know, it's not like an IPA that you should drink within the first couple weeks that you get it, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing when, you know, we're doing a like a barrel release of our aura, which is aged in the Buffalo Trace barrels, and that's something that somebody could grab and have in their liquor cabinet for a lifetime. Yeah. Not going to last that long, is yeah. my guess. But <laughs> <laughs> my dream is, you know, in thirty years we're going to find that Karakin, you know, hardcore Karakin fan that has every single bottle release, and we get invited over, <laughs> hang out, <laughs> blow the dust off the bottles. Karakin, don't let it fool you about what's inside. <laughs> the the Karakin. Oh, uh, I got it. A little country riff there. Yeah, little Toby Keith. Yeah. No. No, I think that's Kenny Chesney, actually. I can't help you there. It's out of my realm. Dust on the bottle. I think it is Kenny Chesney. Anybody that's listening, if you haven't been out to Carrickin, take an evening, take a weekend, something, whatever, and get Spend out Spend the whole weekend. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Camp out well, it might take that you to take, roll you through take, everything. I'm saying take a weekend because you can spend several hours here because there is so much different things to try. So many different products, and uh, I would highly recommend making a summer trip while you can sit out on the patio. A whole so. summer? Now you went for a weekend to a whole summer here? <laughs> you trying to help them or not? <laughs> well, uh, from what I'm looking at with how big the space is, I could camp out right there, set up a tent. Exactly. I, yeah. I may have a uh, camper in the pole barn next to me. <laughs> yeah, but, but absolutely get out here. So cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for coming out and... There you have it. Another peek uh, behind the curtain at Carrickin. Again, Jeff and Eric, thank you guys very much. We'll be back next week. Uh, we're talking about Cincinnati and drinking because that's what we do. Please subscribe. Please share with your friends. Uh, thank you guys very much. Drinking with the gnome. Drinking with the gnome.